The, the divorce proceedings have already begun. Listen, when I've always talked about national divorce, I've always presented it as a, hey, let's be adults, get ahead of it here. Let's just sit down both sides, agree we hate each other, and let's divide up the assets and liabilities. Who gets the kids? Who gets the dog? Who gets the dad? Who gets Montana? Let's, let's, let's figure out what, who goes where. But that was never going to happen. I've always told you that. It is happening, though. It is inevitable, and it is happening naturally. That's why I tell you people, you wonderful people in blue states stuck behind enemy lines to move. Divorce is already happening. The clock is ticking. I'm not saying it's tomorrow, but people are voting with their feet as blue states descend into hell, as they descend into Sodom and Gomorrah. More and more people will flee them. They're going to flee them to red states. Eventually... You are going to have a nation where blue is dark blue and red is dark red. Look at what happened to Florida. I mean, all credit in the world to DeSantis and the legislature down there. They've done great things. But understand a big reason why Florida went from being a purple state to maybe the reddest state in the United States of America now. Because people moved. Republicans packed up and moved there. They left New York. They left their Californias. And they moved to Florida, and the bottom line is they got a massive influx of Republicans. You can see it by voter registration. This is the future. It's a horrible future, I need to clarify. It's not what we want. We don't want to be divided like that, like north and south kind of divided. But it's the future. That's the future of us. Make preparations. Preparations. Like getting an emergency three-month food kit in your hands. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, reminding you you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats, your ass, Dr. Jesse questions, the Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Looks like those gas stove bans are expanding. Wow, who called that long ago? And Americans saying life is worse. All that is still to come this hour, but... We mentioned tunnel rats last night, and I got a bunch of emails from people saying they don't know what they are. What am I talking about? Okay, let's discuss a little bit of Vietnam history. Vietnam, as you know it now, was once known as Indochina. French Indochina, to be specific. The Japanese went storming in there in World War II, The French really had control of it after that. And the Vietnamese people have historically been a people that do not abide colonists, conquerors, whatever you want to call it, well. They are a very proud people, a distinctive people, and they don't want anybody, not the Japanese, not the French, not America, coming in there and telling them what to do and what not to do. Now, here's the deal. They were used to fighting off a powerful foreign army. Okay, They were used to fighting off, so there was a lot of institutional knowledge there. And the ground in Vietnam provided the Vietnamese, just kind of the soil type, it provided the Vietnamese with a resource that was extremely unique. I cannot think, I'm sure I will get a bunch of emails from you history buffs, and I love those, by the way. I love your corrections. I love your emails. I love your tidbits 
Never stop sending those to me. I love getting smarter because of you. I can't think of another time in history where tunnels were used like this. Not one that I really know of. And I know, like in World War One, tunneling was very big because that was trench warfare. So they decided to go underground and they would tunnel at each other. That's a fascinating history story I should tell you one time. They would, you'd be tunneling towards their trench or they're tunneling towards yours. And sometimes the tunnels would run into each other and they'd have pickaxe fights in the dark under the ground. Think how crazy that is. Anyway, anyway, but tunnels like this, I can't really think of. And here's what they did. You can shoot and disappear into the ground. They would, they created holes. Uh, Our guys ended up calling them spider holes where a spider hole would be, I'm, I'm kind of making up this this dimension because they were all different sizes. Imagine a four foot by four foot hole in the ground. Four foot by four foot by four foot. I guess it is three dimensional after all. Four by four by four. And it's mostly covered with jungle brush on top of it. But it's got a little lid you can open up. And you're one guy. Maybe you have an older rifle. You're one guy. Uh, Platoona Marines comes walking by you. What are you going to do? Run out there and charge them? No, you're not some, you're not an Islamic jihadist trying to die. You wait till they all go past, pop your head out the spider hole, pop, snipe one. You drop right back in. The lid drops on you. They turn around to shoot to figure out what's going on. Where's the shot coming from? Let's go get him. Let's, let's, let's avenge our buddy. But all they see is jungle. They can even start walking around and it's just jungle out there. An expansion of that concept was the tunnel system. They had tunnels. They have tunnels. I guess some of the, I guess you can still tour these if you go to Vietnam to this day. It's not, I guess. I know you can still tour these. Apparently you can go down in them. So you have a good time with that. I'm not going to be joining you down there, but these tunnels still exist in extensive, expansive tunnel system. Digging them was extremely labor intensive. We're not talking about heavy equipment here. We're talking about men with buckets and shovels underneath the ground, digging them, hauling the dirt up, digging them, hauling the dirt up. But we're miles of tunnels, miles of tunnels of various kinds. Sometimes they interconnect with other tunnel systems. Sometimes they don't. Oftentimes they would curve around. So you couldn't say, if let's say you discovered a tunnel entrance, you can't just pop your head down and look down a long straight hallway, shine your flashlight down there. Any bad guys in there? Pop, 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 shoot at them or, or shoot a flamethrower in there. Chuck a couple grenades in, blow it up and call it good. The Vietnamese were not stupid. So the tunnels would curve around left and right. They would curve around. The tunnels would have trap doors in them and just flat out doors in them. What kind of, what can that look like? And keep in mind, there are a bunch of different ways this can look. I'm just giving you general concepts. If I crawl down in a very dark hole, I'm a tunnel rat, let's say, and I'm looking for the Vietnamese, the Viet Cong who are in the tunnel, I may come across, I may come across something that feels like a, a lid of some kind underneath me. Maybe I figure out how to get that lid open underneath me. Maybe what I see is another tunnel underneath me. There was another one running right underneath me, and I have to crawl down a level to get to that other tunnel. Maybe when I pop that lid to get down to that bottom tunnel, 
Maybe there's a grenade or booby trap waiting for me to open that lid that blows up in my face and then I die in the tunnel. Maybe, maybe there's something, a stick or a string of some kind as I crawl down the tunnel. Keep in mind, we're under the ground. We're in the pitch black. Maybe there's something I can hit that will have a door drop in front of my face, uh, basically a board drop in front of my face, only instead of just the run of the mill board, they took an extremely poisonous viper and they nailed him through his tail to the board. And now he's quite upset having just been dropped and having a nail through his tail and he's biting me under the ground. Along come the tunnel rats because these tunnels were such a problem for our guys. It was maddening. Our people, we have the firepower. We're the ones who know fire and maneuver and communication. You send an army infantry platoon in there, Marine Corps infantry platoon in there. They're going to outshoot and did outshoot guys like the Viet Cong all day long. The, the, the engagements directly with, you know, the Marines in the South Vietnam, there weren't many of them. They figured out, uh, that's a bad idea. So what did they do? Booby traps and tunnel systems. Constant, constantly shooting our guys and disappearing. Constant harassment all the time. And our air power was a big deal. If all of a sudden you, let's say you're a Marine platoon. You're walking along a dike and you get ambushed. They start opening up on you from over by the woods. And they're opening up on you, and you take cover, and you're shooting back, and you're doing everything. Let's say you call in an airstrike. You call in an airstrike. Airstrike comes in, strafe them down. Yeah, we got them. And you run over there to check what's going on when you're done. And you can't find any dead bodies. In fact, it doesn't look like you killed anyone at all. The tunnels became a shelter system from American air power and artillery power. You go down into the tunnel system. So if you're in army, you can't allow enemy combatants to just move around underneath you at will. Remember, these were hospitals. These were cafeterias. These were places men would sleep for hours on end. These were, they were intricate. It's not just a straight tunnel. There were rooms carved out. These were intricate, very, very fascinating things. But you can't allow an enemy army to travel underneath you. And you definitely can't allow an enemy army to get behind you. Almost all combat is trying to keep the enemy in front of you in the direction so you know where to shoot. You can't have him popping up behind you, shooting your guys, stabbing your guys. So it didn't take long for us to discover this tunnel system. Well, you have to find somebody who's going to go get them out. How are you going to get them out? You can say things like a flamethrower, but as I went over before... Because of the levels and the curves, Vietnamese were not stupid. They, they accounted for that. They accounted for the grenades. They accounted for the things. There's only one way to get them out. You have to go down there. Someone has to go down there. And so the, this is an example of what that might look like. And it's unreal this is true, but it is true. People talked a lot about uh, guys going down in the hole with a 45, a 45 being the pistol in their hands. You should understand that obviously that happened. That was not that common. Why was it not that common? It was too loud. If you go down there with a 45 in a confined space like that, 
because your eyes aren't that much good, your nose and your ears become everything. You start cooking off with a 45, one shot with a 45 in an environment like that. Your ears aren't, your eardrums aren't blown out, but they're ringing to the point you might as well be deaf. You're Helen Keller at this point in time. You are a sitting duck. So set the 45 aside. Let's do just a brief example of what this looked like, and then we'll go back to politics and gas stoves and emails and everything else before we get to that. Speaking of veterans. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We're finishing up the tunnel rats here. Then we'll get to the the gas stoves and Americans saying life is worth and why that's actually ridiculous. And Nikki Haley's in the news, kind of. We'll get to that in a second. But finishing up these tunnel rat things. So in case you're just joining us, I've been going over tunnel rat stuff. So it was a tunnel rat. Let's say you're in the Army. They had to pick a small guy because, remember, Vietnamese people are very small. These tunnels are very, very small. Very, very small. I'll just put it to you that way. I wouldn't even fit in one. I'm 6'8", and I have wide shoulders. I would not even fit down one. It's not even, it wouldn't even be possible. So you pick a guy to go in. The tunnel rats figured out early on the 45 was not good. It's too loud, as I pointed out. They would oftentimes carry a 22 a suppressed 22 revolver, much, much quieter, and sometimes a flashlight. I have read, I've read stories. It's just unbelievable the bravery of these men. I've read some stories about guys, many guys who did not want a flashlight. Now, that sounds crazy to you, maybe, until you realize the enemy has eyes too, and he sees your flashlight beam too. Yes, you see him, but he sees you. I read this story one time about a guy who he was, uh, I believe, a high school wrestler. I'm doing this off the top of my head. He was a high school wrestler, definitely a wrestler, wrestler, and he was down in the tunnels looking for the Viet Cong. No lights on because he didn't want them to be able to see him. And he ends up running into one. And they engage in hand-to-hand combat in the pitch black of the tunnel and he kills this guy. I believe it was with his bare hands. He might have had a knife, but I believe he kills it with his bare hands. And he was talking about it after the fact. And he simply said, if I hadn't been a high school wrestler, I probably would have been dead. I just knew how to handle myself in that situation. Sometimes these guys wouldn't carry a light. Sometimes these guys would not carry a gun for the reasons I outlined earlier. Not, not only is a gun loud, a gun flashes when you shoot it. Any vision you may have had is now gone the second you squeeze that gun. So I want you to wrap your mind around this. Maybe you know a tunnel rat. Maybe one of your relatives was one. I want you to wrap your mind around this truth. There's a good chance you know somebody or are related to somebody who's so brave that he went down in a dark hole in the ground where he knew there were snakes, spiders, booby traps, and everything else, with a knife in between his teeth like a pirate. And he went and smelled and listened to his way through the tunnels, killing whatever Viet Cong he could find along the way. Now, do you understand why I talk about tunnel rats? And they don't get a lot of publicity. Vietnam itself the publicity it gets is mostly negative because it was such a crap war and our leadership was so crappy. And so whenever we talk about it, we talk about it almost, almost 
like we're ashamed of it, which is ridiculous because we're not ashamed of the men who went and fought over there. They were lions just because our leadership sucked. But because so much of the conflict was ignored, the tunnel rats get ignored. And another part of it is this. So many of them didn't come back. And so many of the ones who did, they never talked about it. They were understandably, it's very, very almost impossible to get a tunnel rat to open up. How do you open up about that? How do you come back and like sit down in front of me? How, what can, what in the world can I do to possibly relate to a, a tunnel? What I just described to you, that's a nightmare. That's something you would have a nightmare about. That's a horror movie. Someone mentioned they should make a movie about it, and then they said, well, it would probably be too scary. That would be a horror movie. Only that guy lived through a horror movie. How how badly would that mess with your mind for the rest of your life? I've been told, I've actually never met one. I would love to meet one. I've been told that most of these tunnel rats keep to themselves, very quiet, very humble, not surprising, but you really don't want to make them angry or they'll make you afraid. And they're all tiny. They're all 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, but that guy's seen and done things that nobody will ever fully appreciate. So I thought it was important to do that in case you might have one in your family, friends, someone you know. Uh, all, the, all these guys deserve respect, but man, tunnel rats should have their own museum somewhere. That's I'm telling you right now, I couldn't do it. I, I think you'd have to just arrest me and put me in the brig. If you handed me a freaking flashlight and a knife and told me to go down into a hole, and, oh, I forgot to mention the cave-ins because oftentimes the uh, the booby traps were explosives of some kind, either a rigged one from an old artillery shell or a grenade or something. You might just be laying there in the tunnel after the ceiling caved in on you and you might just lay there under the ground suffocating to death. And how are your buddies going to get you out? They used to start, or they started tying their feet off to a rope because there's not really a way to get you out once you're in other than just drag you back up to the top by your feet. Respect the tunnel rats, all right? All right. Why are Americans, or I should say, why do Americans think life is more miserable now than it was 50 years ago? Because the why is important. Emails, gas stove bans, and more. We'll be back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show reminding you, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get to a couple emails before I get to this American saying everything's worse. Jesse, where is Nancy Pelosi gone? The Wicked Witch of the West has made a disappearing act. This has my eyebrows raised. We should see her eyebrows. That's all I have to say. Now, look, Nancy Pelosi is checking out. Wealthy beyond belief. Handed the reins over to Akeem Jeffries. Look, I actually, I can't believe I'm saying that, but you know how much I love her because I wish we had a whole bunch of GOPers who were like her, had her guts. I admire the fact we finally have a 9,000-year-old politician willing to retire. Normally, they're all pooping in the pants like Jerry Nadler, and we have to cart them out the back of the place. At least she's leaving. Yeah. Dear designer dog, part-time obliterator of the word literally, Oracle. As a long-time, text, a long-time listener, I took your advice moving uh, from Massachusetts to Texas. While there's a lot of work to do around here, I don't have any friends near this part of the country who are down to grab beers and chase dimes. 
As a single 27-year-old man, what advice would you have for meeting male friends in your late 20s and things to do in Austin? Okay. Well, I I brought this up because we get the we've got these emails a lot. Jesse, I'm looking for a dime. Jesse, I'm looking for a husband. Jesse, I'm looking for this. I will tell you this. I think we can rely too much on social media. Now, the social media dating age, like dating apps and things like that, that came by after I was long off the market. But I would totally have dove on that when I was dating. That would have been that would have been something fun. But people today are complaining, and this is going to go right into this survey I'm about to talk about. They complain so much about loneliness. People are lonely. And maybe you're struggling with loneliness. You want more friends. You want a boyfriend. You want a girlfriend. You want a husband. You want a wife. You you want to meet people. We say this, but we don't oftentimes do the necessary things to go make friends, to go out and meet people. We just don't. We say, I wish I had someone to hang out with, but we don't go find a group of people and start hanging out with them. Join groups of people. I guarantee there's a gun group in your area. Guarantee, especially in Austin, Texas. But no matter where you are, if you're in New York City, Miami, or L.A., there are people who like to shoot in your area. I bet you they organize themselves on social media, wherever, Facebook or whatever the case may be. Put on your pants. Put on your shoes. Leave the house. Go meet some people. Go to church. Yes, Chris, go to temple. I thought you called it synagogue. You people call it temple? You call it, you do call it synagogue, but you can't spell it? (laughs) Okay, go to church. If you're Jewish, go to synagogue, which Chris, who is Jewish, apparently cannot spell. If you're a Muslim, go to mosque. Go to a house of worship. Speak to people there who will share your values. If you're um, a runner, maybe you're a runner. Maybe you're one of those weirdo freaks who likes to run. There are runners groups. Maybe you hike. There are hiking groups. That's where you're going to go meet that dime who shares some interest of yours. Or you'll meet somebody who knows the dime. Hey, you'd be perfect for my sister. You'd be. If you're lonely, even if you're not looking for the next hubby or wife or whatever the case may be, if you're lonely, you got to get out of the house. And that can be difficult sometimes because... Who wants to do that when you don't have to? Look, hey, you're talking to introvert Jesse here. I'm right there with you. I get off work on Friday. I don't want to go hang out at the neighbors. And I like my neighbors, but I'm done with work for the week. Can I just go home and put on my ratty shorts and my T-shirt with holes in it and, and have a glass of bourbon and maybe we'll watch a show or play a board game? But no, I walk in the door and, oh, the neighbors are having a crawfish boil tonight. Don't change. We're leaving. And I sit there and I complain and I don't want to go and this sucks. It's healthy to go. Human beings, even in this technological age when everything is on our phones, human beings need human touch, human interaction. So you've got to go find human touch somewhere. Not like Joe Biden does, make sure she's of age, but find human touch somewhere. What, Chris? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um... Now, that brings me to this survey. Survey, most Americans say life is worse than it was 50 years ago. And maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Worse is probably in the eyes of the beholder. 
But the problem with that is this. The problem with these surveys is this. People can never come to the same conclusion as to why it's worse. If you were to ask me why life is worse, if you really believe life is worse today than it was 50 years ago, I would blame communists and communism. The American family is broken up. Cultural Marxism has taken over every part of this society. We've drifted away from being a meritocracy. Now every part of this country just attacks the country itself and tears it down. And as a result, the economy's worse, the family environment's worse, the school environment is worse. When's the last time you talked to a college kid uh, who's a, a normal mind on a college campus? I only went to one year at Montana State University before I failed out, but I remember it being quite fun, especially that semester where I got a 0.0. It was quite fun. I had a blast. Hey, there's my buddy. Hey, you want to go have a beer? Oh, look, a group of dimes. I believe I will go talk to them. Oh, this is a fun place to be. You talk to half these kids now? It's just always a protest and activism, and this sucks, and you can't say this, and don't say that. Well, I have to be careful. I don't get canceled by my college friends. So because we've descended into cultural Marxism now, that's why the country is miserable. We've broken up the American family. The American people don't go to church anymore. And everything's cultural Marxist. Everything sucks. America sucks. Everything's racist. Everything's sexist. Everything has to be activist. You can't just have fun, even fun movies. Go back and look at movies in the 80s. How fun everything was. Even the music was fun. Life is good. It's crazy. It's fun. It's wild. Now everything sucks. Oh, we're all oppressed. So that would be the obvious answer. But if you surveyed these people who say life is worse, the problem is people would come up with a thousand different explanations. In fact, how many of those people would say it's capitalism's fault? It's Republicans' fault. It's Trump's fault. It's definitely Trump's fault. How many of these people would say that? Probably too many. The problem is when you can't properly assess the why, when you can't properly assess the why, then you're screwed. You're totally screwed because you don't know how to address the problem. Now, by the way, I've mentioned this earlier. Nikki Haley sat down for an interview. And once again, I will reiterate my point. I'm pretty sure Ron DeSantis is actually the leader of the primary right now. Of Ron DeSantis possibly getting in the race. I mean, I think he should get in if he's going to get in. I got in in February. I'm a decisive person. I didn't need to wait on anything else. If you're going to do it, jump in and do it. And, you know, I welcome him to the race. You think he's waiting for, uh, is there a reason he might be waiting? I have no, no idea. But I think if you know you're going to run, you should get in and run. Yeah, and okay, I think yeah, yeah, we, we got the whole thing. Again, I have all these polls in front of me. I see every single day Trump's up 40, Trump's up 50. And I told you to ignore all polls this far out. But if Trump is really up 40, then why is Nikki Haley attacking DeSantis? Never a bad word. Not a single bad word yet for Trump. This Vivek Ramazwebebe attacking only DeSantis. Not a single bad word for Trump. Trump himself going after DeSantis. That's understandable. That's his main rival. But Nikki Haley realizes she's going, if Trump's up, she has to take down Trump to be the nominee, right? Vivek realizes he has to take down Trump to be the nominee, right? Trump, if we're believing the polls, is the big dog in the block. Unless, of course... That's not really what they believe, unless they believe DeSantis is going to be the leader when he gets in. I don't know if I believe that, but it sure looks like they believe that. Anyway, 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show, but we'll be back in here tomorrow. Might try to focus on some emails tomorrow because I realize the stack is it's getting awfully heavy and I've been kind of late. What, Chris? I've been a little lazy with the emails recently. I've been more focused on, on me. I re- what? I like to keep the important things in the forefront. Anyway, if you send your emails now, tonight, there's a better chance tomorrow they're probably going to get read. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Did you hear the stiffle? That's his, hold on, the stiffle C- CEO? Stiffle? Or is it stifle? Michael, what is it? It sure looks like stiffle to me. I have a hard time believing they would go with that name. But anyway, here's what he said. The bigger thing is, I'll say this, Kelly, the Fed needs to stop right here right now okay and they need to look and look at the data i think inflation will come in tomorrow a little bit but uh we've reached a point where the next couple of moves i think uh chris i didn't even think about that what if chalk changed their name and now it's stiffle brings recession into play and so what uh, if chair powell says you know ron i take your point but i'm sorry my heart is not with you my heart is with uh you know the american people and they're suffering from inflation well, no, I think that uh, that's right. And uh, the heart should be with the people who would lose their jobs in a recession mm-hmm. uh, when you'd see the unemployment rate potentially, you know, get up to six, seven percent. But I think that the inflation we'll see tomorrow. But I believe that we're at a place where we can pause not only rate increases, we can pause QT uh, a little bit and let this uh, economy get back on uh, steady. CEOs want the interest rate hikes to stop because CEOs are not as affected as you are by inflation. And I'm not really genuinely trying to do a class warfare thing. I have no problem with rich people. I have no problem with poor people. I don't give a crap. I mean, it matters not to me. Money isn't your value. But rich people don't feel inflation like poor people do. When inflation goes up for rich people, they move some money around the markets but they don't really change their standard of living. They don't really have to make any lifestyle adjustments. Yes, that uh, summer trip to France is going to be more expensive, but they don't really know. You, you have to make adjustments. You don't get to go on vacation this year. You don't get to buy that new car. You were planning on redesigning the patio. Now you can't afford it. That's why CEOs love to run to the Fed then tell them to stop increasing rates. They don't care about inflation the way you do. It's it's understandable, really, but it is what it is. Let's get to one more email here. Jesse, the anti-communist dude. When will it be enough to stop taking grief from the communists? When do you think we'll start the process of divorce by red states and blue states? Divorce is already underway. The the divorce proceedings have already begun. Listen, when I've always talked about national divorce, I've always presented it as a, hey, let's be adults, get ahead of it here. Let's just sit down both sides, agree we hate each other, and let's divide up the assets and liabilities. Who gets the kids? Who gets the dog? Who gets the dad? Who gets Montana? Let's let's figure out who goes where. But that was never going to happen. I've always told you that. 
It is happening, though. It is inevitable, and it is happening naturally. That's why I tell you people, you wonderful people in blue states stuck behind enemy lines to move. Divorce is already happening. The clock is ticking. I'm not saying it's tomorrow, but people are voting with their feet as blue states descend into hell, as they descend into Sodom and Gomorrah. More and more people will flee them. They're going to flee them to red states. Eventually, you are going to have a nation where blue is dark blue and red is dark red. Look at what happened to Florida. I mean, all credit in the world to DeSantis and the legislature down there. They've done great things. But understand a big reason why Florida went from being a purple state to maybe the reddest state in the United States of America now, because people moved. Republicans packed up and moved there. They left New York. They left their Californias and they moved to Florida. And the bottom line is they got a massive influx of Republicans. You can see it by voter registration. This is the future. It's a horrible future. I need to clarify. It's not what we want. We don't want to be divided like that, like North and South kind of divided, but it's the future. That's the future of us. Make preparations, preparations. Like getting an emergency three-month food kit in your hands. This is something that needs to be done. You need three months worth of food in your home. These people are banning and slashing and burning everything. From your gas stoves to your car. How long do you think it takes until the supply chains just break in two? And then you're stuck with what you got. Go to My Patriot Supply. They have emergency three-month food kits ready to go. Up to 25 years of shelf life. So you buy it, you stash it, forget about it, and five years from now when it all collapses, you're still eating while your neighbor's eating his own foot. Right now they're giving $200 worth of survival gear free with each kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get your kit today. MyPatriotSupply.com. Everyone in your home needs one. And now... Here's a headline. By, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Massachusetts joins group of states asking federal government to address the danger of gas stoves. Who was that guy on the radio just a second ago was talking about what's coming for blue states? Your gas is going to be gone in the blue states before you know it. There's no stopping the descent. Free beer study finds people don't want to be seen with Bud Light. This is the problem. This was actually done by Clay of Clay and Buck fame. This was the problem. People, it's become a social stigma now. When boys are out together, when fellas are out together, guys don't want to be accused of being a tranny when they order Bud Light. And I've told you all my normie neighbors, they're not political people, to a man We have all mocked each other about either drinking Bud Light, if you showed up with one, God help you, or whatever you're drinking, we'll make a joke about it and Bud Light isn't even there. I'm surprised Darren isn't drinking a Bud Light. That sounds like his kind of thing with both hands. That's that's Those are the jokes guys make with each other and dudes will make buying decisions based on social shame. It's Look, the recovery for Bud Light is years away, years away. I don't care how many ads you do, how many people you fire. Now, it's become a social stigma. It's well beyond politics. Now you're in trouble. Migrant kids mixed with single men in New York City shelter sparks safety concerns. You know what? 
Chris, remind me, I'm setting that aside. I'm opening the day with that tomorrow. You people have a lot of daggone guts. Governor Abbott deploys special National Guard force, oh gosh, to the southern border ahead of expected illegal immigrant surge. None of the people we're sending to the border are going to do any good. None of it matters at all because they don't have authority to turn people away. As long as the policy is come on in, you can send a million troops to the border. It doesn't matter. All right, your emails tomorrow. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com.